football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. We have flipped the calendar. It is here. It is March, and we are thrilled all about it on the only show that loves to delve into those less thought of, the little guy, usually the team on the road. And it's the time of the year in the month of March for the underdog, for the team that's usually got a double digit next to their name, especially in a conference tournament or in an NCAA tournament setting. We're ready to discuss all of it. I am the somewhat capable host. In a moment, Corby Craig, my colleague from BetUS TV, uh, and a, a great handicapper that I've gotten to know this year on the BetUS TV college basketball show. He has been kind enough to spout some more with me on Three Dog Thursday. As if he doesn't have to put up with me enough on BetUS TV, he's willing to come on Three Dog Thursday and talk some underdogs, as he has done in the past on the BetUS TV version of this show when we were picking some football, uh, et cetera. He's now willing to do this. Uh, with basketball on the audio version of the podcast. To that end, you're going to get a lot of college hoops here. Obviously, as we head through March into the Final Four, we're going to be here on Three Dog Thursday. Plug it away with the underdogs. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for next weekend with all the conference tournaments. We're going to have to be um, actually a little creative, as we always are, next week when we release Three Dog Thursday, because you're not going to have enough info and enough lines on all the different games, and I want it to stay relevant for the weekend. So we'll do something creative next week where we project – teams that are not a one or a two seed in conference tournaments that can still make the title game, if not win the title game three and below would be considered an underdog air quotes to win the conference tournament. So we're going to peg some of those next week on the show, kind of like a futures play Stand by for that. And then once we have brackets, and once we have lines, we're going to be all over on Three Dog Thursday, the Thursday games and the Friday games on the first two days of the NCAA tournament, and the same thing with the Sweet 16 coming in a couple of weeks. Cannot wait for that. Cannot wait for all of that. Again, follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Three Dog Thursday, wherever you get podcasts. Love uh, doing this. Been been handicapping and talking about underdogs now for the better part of about eight years, eight eight seasons now. Uh, here as part of Three Dog Thursday. Love it. All right, so let's get into it. Without further delay, here he is. You can follow him at the Keep Betting Company, Keep Betting Company on Twitter. Corby Craig, hello there. Thank you for allowing me to pontificate. I appreciate the invite. Are we ready to roll up the sleeves and talk some March? Talk some oh, underdogs, yeah. my friend. Yeah, eight years, CJ. That's crazy. I was, uh, <laughs> I was graduating high school. So oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. But yes, we've been doing this for a while with the underdogs. And generally speaking, we do pretty well. If you were with us on the show last week, you were given more underdog damage uh, that was going to get done um, on a couple of fronts, including Northwestern, including Michigan uh, from this show, as well as a couple of smaller conference. Underdogs. We gave you like four of them last week on the show uh, that we converted on here as part of three dog Thursday. Let's see if we can live up to some of this. First of all, uh, just as a general comment, how amped are you? We're about to end the regular season in the bigger conferences, but a lot of the smaller conferences are already playing conference tournaments. Corby, we got automatic bids going up for grabs on Saturday and Sunday. Just as a general comment, how amped are you for all of this? Yeah, I feel like I'm hitting stride at the perfect time, too. College basketball is kind of clicking, so I feel, I feel really good. A lot of interesting spots, interesting notes to take advantage of. Uh, my Blazers 
this is it's now or never for us. So uh, a lot a lot of basketball going on. I'm excited where I stand in the tournament, uh, futures wise, spot wise, knowledge wise, and I'm, I'm excited for March. I'll have the first ever perfect bracket come. Uh, oh, come oh, you think you're gonna have the perfect bracket? We'll we'll oh, get yeah. into some of those futures and a couple of them you've been talking about on the Bet US show in a little bit. You're meaning the UAB Blazers, who are the defending CUSA tournament champs. I worked the game a year ago. Uh, in Frisco, Texas, when they won the title over Louisiana Tech and made the NCAA tournament. Uh, very interesting that Florida Atlantic has been so good in that conference and has won the regular season, but UAB seems to be one of the suitors, one of the challengers in that league. Just cannot wait. Cannot wait for all of this to get underway. Conference tournaments are already underway midweek. We've got automatic bids this weekend. All right, so let's delve into some of this with what we have. And again, I will disclaim a couple of times. Corby and I do not know Wednesday night results. The Wednesday night games are being played while I put out Three Dog Thursday, and Corby's gracious to work it in his schedule to join me. So we don't know results of games on Wednesday. So that could affect things, obviously, for conference tournaments, but also for Saturday when we're talking about Saturday and looking ahead a little bit. We, we don't know what's going on on Wednesday night. We do our best to decipher this and project ahead. With that being said, give me an underdog that stands out to you. We do have the lines for Thursday. It is three dog Thursday. Give me a college basketball pooch that you looked at and said right away. I like this one. Yeah. Uh, for tonight or for, for the show itself? For the show itself on Thursday. Okay. Give me a Thursday underdog. What do you think? Yeah, the first one I had circled is a, a game relevant to, uh, I talked about the Blazers, but and they just came off of a win at Western Kentucky. Uh, and Western Kentucky getting three points tomorrow. Um, let me pull up this game. Western Kentucky getting three points versus UTEP on the road. I think this is a really talented Western Kentucky team overall. Uh, they played UAB to a pretty good game until it got ugly at the end. UAB is a team that likes to kind of run it up when they have the ability to. So when they were playing Western Kentucky basketball, uh, that UAB game was really good. They, a really talented team. What the team, the best team money can buy, and uh, UTEP. I, I'm not, I'm not buying too much into their defensive metrics. They, they look a lot better on paper than they are. Their offense is 300th in the nation in adjusted efficiency. So I think the wrong team might be favored here just due to the fact that they are at home and this is big. They need these wins to, to get their seating in conference tournament. But uh, I'm not too impressed with what this UTEP team has done. They scored 49 versus Florida Atlantic recently. So I'm not buying this offense by any means. They did play a wild game against your guys and uh, and lost in overtime to UAB, a game that they maybe should have won at the end. But UAB made better plays, got the game into over t- overtime, and beat them. It's a UTEP team that has lost three of their last four games um uh, here uh, go, going into this matchup let's see what happens uh for this one again for western kentucky again western kentucky lost to uab their last time out they have a recent win over louisiana tech western kentucky did beat utep in the previous meeting it's revenge for the miners but corby is liking the western kentucky Hilltoppers. Davion McKnight has been an outstanding scorer in Conference USA. He's kind of winding his career down. Let's see what he looks like on a Thursday night in El Paso late in the Conference USA uh, season. All right, I'm interested in a game while we talk about conference tournaments. uh, The Atlantic Sun Conference, interesting. And interesting in that they play at home sites, not a neutral site, all the way through to the championship game. So here's what happened earlier in the week. They had teams that went to Kennesaw and to one other place. I'm trying to remember to the other one, and Corby, you may remember where it is. Those teams went ahead and played a neutral floor game, and then the next night on Tuesday night, 
they ended up playing against those one and two seeded teams uh, for the matchup uh, in the next round, the quarterfinal round of the Atlantic Sun. So in the case of uh, Kennesaw, they end up playing on Tuesday night and winning and moving on. They beat Queens University on Tuesday. So now Kennesaw is playing Lipscomb coming on Three Dog Thursday. And interesting, Corby, that Lipscomb went to Stetson over in DeLand, Florida. It's about three hours to the east of me on the other side of the state of Florida. I'm in West Central Florida. DeLand on the other side of the state of Florida. They went in there and they beat Stetson. And you know where I'm going with this. Our buddy mid-major Matt on the BetUS show was loving a futures play on Stetson to maybe win the tournament. Lipskin goes, goes in and bounces them out in the quarterfinal round, beats them on the road. That opened my eyes a little bit. And I'm, I'm looking at this team. They've got, what, 18, 19 wins coming into this game. They, uh, they have previously also played uh, Kennesaw Tough. I believe they split with them in the regular season. And I see a line on the bet US line for Kennesaw that is something like what four, five points, Corby Craig. Um, it's not a hard traveling situation. They came right up I 95 Stetson uh, up into North Georgia. And again, it's on Kennesaw's home floor. But am I crazy to look at Lipscomb out of the Nashville, Tennessee area here as the road doggy in a semifinal game of the Atlantic Sun tournament Thursday night? What do you think? Yeah, especially if you can grab five. This is a Lipscomb team that's hit their stride at the right time. They beat Stetson twice in a row. Uh, the first one going to overtime and then recently in the tournament. Beat a Florida Gulf Coast team that I've been higher on than most, which obviously I shouldn't have been. They got bounced pretty quick. But Florida Gulf Coast is a really talented team, more talent-driven than than schematic, which is I feel like is pretty similar to what a Kennesaw team does. And then they beat a really slow-paced Jacksonville team. So we've seen that they can touch every basis of, of slow, fast, talented, scheme-wise. Uh, this uh, team is clicking at the right time. Kennesaw is good um, at home. I worry that, that they're going to get it done, but can they cover the four or five? Uh, I feel like you're sitting on a good side with the points there. Uh, I'm noting the other side of the A-Sun was at Liberty. So for future reference, the, the – and Liberty also in action on Thursday night. And I misspoke that uh, Lipscomb only played Kennesaw State once, losing to them at home, uh, or actually losing to them at Kennesaw. I'm sorry, by 13 in that game, if I have this correct. I'm just double-checking. They only played one time. But, I mean, Lipscomb's been playing good basketball down the stretch of the season. They got seven wins in their last nine games. Like you were mentioning, they beat Stetson back-to-back. Uh, both times in the land against Stetson. Let's see what Lipscomb can do. I will take them as the four or four and a half point underdog. I know you want to, for three dog Thursday purposes, Corby Craig, take a team in the horizon league coming up. What do you like? Not, not far from where Lipscomb is. You keep going North and you get Northern Kentucky just across uh, the border of, uh, uh, of Tennessee and Kentucky into Kentucky. Northern Kentucky, the Norse, and the Oakland Grizzlies. This is Oakland, the northern suburb of Detroit, getting a lot of points. What do you what do you think about this matchup? Again, this is a campus site tournament game that Northern Kentucky is hosting. Yeah, I had this one circled instantly as you asked me to be on the show. Uh, this one, to me, just feels like a really good spot. The reason being, Oakland is getting nine. Oakland's a team that's been battle-tested all year, pretty talented team. I uh, don't have to go too in-depth with how they play. The main thing for me here is these two teams matched up three days ago, four days ago at this point, the 25th, and they played in a game that Northern Kentucky won at Oakland. No big deal. 
getting nine points in a game that you just saw the team like literally four days ago, a situation like I just don't see Northern Kentucky being able to do anything special or different to uh, open this game up into a double-digit win. Northern Kentucky a really good basketball team, but they do like to slow the ball down traditionally to 357th in the nation in tempo. So you're not talking a team that really wants to win by double digits by any means. And having seen this team twice in a week, I think that really hurts what, what Northern Kentucky is trying to do and slow down this game. Again, for the Oakland Grizzlies, as you aptly mentioned, they just played this team. They played them at home. They lost by nine. So you've got familiarity. You've got Greg Campy, the coach, for what it's worth, who has won over 550 games at Oakland. In fact, Campy's the answer to the trivia question right now. Besides Jim Beheim, who's the only other Division I active, active coach with 500 wins at the same school, the answer is Greg Campy at Oakland. Will that matter? Outstanding scorer in Jalen Moore for Oakland, a veteran as well. I don't know that they can win this game with Darren Horn's team, uh, but I think they can keep it close. And again, I get the privilege of working the Horizon League Championship game. I've done that for seven previous seasons. I will be in Indianapolis next Tuesday night for whomever is there in the championship game uh, for the Horizon League and the automatic bid. Maybe it is Northern Kentucky. Top teams in the league are Youngstown State, Cleveland State. But you and I are in agreement. I'm backing what you're backing. I think Oakland can stay. What are we getting, eight, eight and a half? Are we getting even more than that, maybe? I think, I think it was nine. The last maybe getting eight and a half or nine here. I like the Grizzlies to keep it close. I don't know that they win, but I think they keep it close against Northern Kentucky. So I'm going to agree with you uh, on that for Three Dog Thursday purposes. A quick word about our partners at Ticket Smarter. Are you getting ready for the stretch run in college basketball? Are you getting ready for conference tournaments all over the place? Uh, whether that's the Big East tournament in New York, whether that's the SEC tournament in Nashville, whether that's the Big Ten tournament traditionally uh, in Indianapolis, whether that is the Big 12 traditionally in uh, Kansas City, whether it's the Pac-12, which is now in Las Vegas, or the West Coast Conference every year in Las Vegas, or the Mountain West that's every year in Las Vegas. All these different leagues, conference tournaments, trying to get tickets, trying to go to the games, use our friends at Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. We want to make it worth your while, too. We want to give you a discount with our promo code. Use HOOPS23 and take $10 off your order. Whatever that ticket order is, there's no minimum spend right now. If you're getting tickets, use our promo code on Ticket Smarter's mobile app or the Ticket Smarter uh, website, TicketSmarter.com. Check out the selection at all these different sites, all the biggest games down the stretch of the season, too, in the regular season, and even once we get to NCAA tournament time. Use Hoops23 on the checkout. Get 10 bucks off your order right now with Ticket Smarter. They are intertwined all over the place with college sports, with college basketball, with conferences like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. And again, great ticket selection. Your purchase is 100% guaranteed. Utilize Ticket Smarter and the Ticket Smarter mobile app. And remember our promo code HOOPS23 gets $10 off your order. Take advantage of it. Think smarter, ticket smarter. Corby Craig is hanging with me. You see Corby on BetUS TV's college basketball coverage. We're there 11 a.m. weekdays on BetUS platforms, 11 a.m. Eastern time, all the way through March, all the way through the big dance, all the way through the Final Four in Houston. We're going to be there. You see Corby there all the time. Uh, Corby also big on social media as well with his picks and uh, with the Keep Betting Company outlet that he's with. Love his 
insight. I think you may have one more. I'm I'm looking at a Pac-12 doggy. Are you looking at a Pac-12 doggy as well? Are we both going Thursday night like Pac-12 <laughs> underdogs together? Unfortunately, mine is about as nasty as it gets. <laughs> okay, give me the hairy, grizzly, grimy hound that you like for a Thursday night in the Pac-12, and then I've got one as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I almost got the ability to sneak in a, uh, a should-be favorite in the $3 Thursday. Uh, Arizona almost opened up as an underdog versus USC, and, and I would be on that as a dog for $3 as quick yeah. as I could possibly be, but they're, um, they're a pick them, so I'm not going to lay that for the show. Instead, I'm going to go with the exact opposite. California, 19 <laughs> points. Uh, we go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Cal, this is a team that wants to play miserably slow, miserably bad basketball. We understand this. We've seen it all year. The 262nd in the nation per Ken Palm. Uh, but they want to play very slow, 344th in tempo. They know they're going to lose, and they don't want you to beat to win by too much. Oregon, not much faster, 240 in tempo, uh, do, though they do have the ability to just absolutely blow this game out of the doors. I don't think that it's something that necessarily they need to do. Uh, I don't think that they have circled the idea to just beat up on, on Cal because they have Stanford coming up in two days, and Stanford's really a good basketball team. So a backdoor on this 19 makes sense. Also, it sounds crazy, TJ, but – California is playing decent basketball. I mean, they just lost to Washington State by, what, six? They lost to Washington by six? Like, you're talking about a team. They scored 43 versus UCLA, but we don't have to talk about that game. Uh, but 19 points. You're, you're in a spot that even if you're getting destroyed all game, you hit some free throws at the end and you're in there. And uh, right. I, I think that Oregon Oregon takes the latter route. They they call it call off the dogs pretty early and we get a 19-point cover. I mean, if you get this hairy dog to come home, to answer the bell and come home, I am bowing to you. This one at 8 Pacific time in Eugene. Now, interesting uh, for Oregon here at the end of the season. They had lost some games. They had a three-game losing streak to UCLA and the two Washington teams. They bounced back and beat their rival Oregon State on the weekend by a deuce, 69-67. to 67. Now, it's not in your favor that they clobbered Cal earlier in the year for whatever that's worth, but it's all the way back uh, early on in the season, 87-58 back in January. Will Cal be able to keep it close at 18.5 or 19 in the Pac-12? We will find out. So the two Oregon teams are playing the two Northern California teams to close out the Pac-12 regular season. And I have another spot here involving another. I mean, this is a dog with fleas. There is no doubt. This is a dog with mange right now. This is the losing record Oregon State Beavers playing host to Stanford. I know you just mentioned Stanford, who uh, is definitely better than Cal. But I like the spot here for Oregon State just because they've been so good in Corvallis against comparable competition. Teams like Colorado, they just beat USC recently, and USC is better than them. They beat USC at home. They beat Colorado previously at home. They beat Washington previously at home. I think they can possibly win. Call me crazy, Corby Craig. I think they can possibly win this game. Oregon State is a five-point underdog. I see that 4-14 and record in the Pac-12, but I still think at home it's an equalizer for them against Stanford in this situation. I know Oregon State has lost six of its last seven games. That doesn't add up to them being able to keep it close or winning. Maybe I'm playing a hunch. Maybe I'm playing the spot. But again, they have three Pac-12 wins at home against teams that you could argue out of Colorado, Washington, and certainly USC were better than them. But they found a way to beat them. So I will go Oregon State Beavers to not only keep it close, but to maybe beat Stanford getting five. Do you have a quick thought on that Pac-12 game? 
Yeah, really good spot too. Stanford has Oregon coming up in two days, as we talked about for the Cal matchup. Uh, which one do they get more prepped for? Are they, are they waiting for this Oregon State game or are they prepped for the Oregon game? I'm, I'm going to have to go with the latter of the two. Stanford's a pretty good basketball team, but they're nothing to write home about. They have rebounded really well. That's my only worry. But Oregon State, though they haven't done anything well, they do have some feisty bigs, uh, 250 and 230 down low. They, uh, they play pretty physical basketball. So uh, if you can get the rebounds, you can stop the rebound battle for Stanford. They become a much less quality basketball team overall. And, and is their head going to be in the right space? Who knows? Also, you just have this this Oregon State team in all sports down pat. The last three dollar Thursday I did with you, you took uh, Oregon State outright in a in a game that I almost called you crazy. What was it? USC. It was Oregon State Civil War with Oregon, right? Weren't we Oregon, hanging out on yeah, three dollar th- yeah. Thursday? And they came back from like fourteen or twenty one down in the second yeah, so half. You, so you, Civil War. Beavers. You need it. You need a Beavers. Hat. I do. I need to back the Beavers. Uh, Gary Payton, not Gary Payton the second, but Gary Payton would love me. Who else from Oregon State uh, might love me? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about other famous Oregon State alums. (laughs) We'd have to think for a while on that. But listen, uh, I mean, Stanford's nothing to write home about. They're six and 12 in conference to compare to the four and 14 uh, for uh, Oregon State. And, And this is a Stanford team that, yes, they beat Washington in their last game, but they had lost three in a row and five of six before that. Uh, They did beat Oregon State badly at home all the way back in January by 20, but I think the spot here for Oregon State is something to look at uh, for Three Dog Thursday. Corby Craig with me for just a couple more moments. We're going to peek ahead to Saturday. Hey, one other one, Michigan and Illinois. I left this alone, but we've been talking about Michigan a bunch on Thursday night Big Ten games um, here on Three Dog Thursday. They're getting points again, like three and a half, three, three and a half, at Illinois, do you have any thought on that? Is that stay away, or is has Michigan maybe found a little something, uh, especially with that win over Wisconsin in overtime Sunday, trying to make a push to get in the NCAA tournament? Any thought on Michigan short doggy at Illinois Thursday night? Yeah, my issue with Michigan always comes down to coaching. I I really don't like this Illinois team. I really haven't all year, but can Michigan make the right situational adjustments? And coaching schemes to win a game um, and in games that are close spreads I just really don't trust them to do so uh, I do from a from a talent standpoint I think that they match up decently well Terrence Shannon will probably be the best player on the court but other than that like Matthew Meyer I'm, I'm not buying too much into I haven't all year if you've listened to Pet US I feel like I've talked crap about this guy for months <laughs> at this point um, and his his monster energy drink caffeine uh, sickness that he had recently doesn't help his his case too much. I right. heard about that, but uh, yeah, I, I think that Michigan has a chance. But it's do you trust uh, Howard to make the right adjustments? And and I don't. So I, I'm I'm staying as far away from this Michigan team as I can. Yeah, for underdog purposes, and has Michigan done enough to get in the tournament? Most of the bracketologists do not have them in, or if they have them in, they have them in the first four right now in Dayton for what it's worth. We will peek ahead to Saturday with Corby Craig before we let him depart on Three Dog Thursday. Again, we don't know the result of the Alabama-Auburn game that is going on Wednesday night while Corby and I are recording this. Alabama will turn around and play at 11 a.m. local time on Saturday, about 35, 36 hours turnaround uh, thereabouts that they'll come back around, something like that. They'll come back around and play in College Station against Texas A&M. I would suspect that a and is going to get at least three or four points at home. You buy that Saturday early. I'm not saying to take the Aggies, but it might be worth a look against Alabama in the last regular season game. Yeah, I think four is probably a pretty safe number. Just a little update. Um, 
obviously the adjustment on the game and the Auburn game is going to matter, but Auburn's up seven at halftime versus Alabama right now. Wow. And, and it just seems like that's kind of for a dollar purpose. It seems like that's been Alabama as of late. They struggle versus South Carolina. They struggle versus Arkansas. Didn't cover in either game. Didn't cover and, in either one so, of those. Right. And they, and they probably should have lost both. And it just comes down to a, a, a scrappy finish. They kind of, they won by three versus Arkansas, but that game was, they were down all of the game. So maybe a Texas A&M first half, this team just keep, maybe they have too much on their mind. There's, there's so much extracurriculars that off of an Auburn game at home, headed to Texas A&M on the road, uh, they've struggled a first half over and over. So if you're getting two, two and a half in the first half, Texas A&M might be the spot there. Good one on that. All right, lots of interest in Kansas, Texas. Rematch of a Kansas win earlier this year. Jayhawks have locked up at least a tie for the Big 12 title for the 17th time in 18 years. They did that by beating Texas Tech earlier in the week. So as we release Three Dog Thursday, we don't know the line. We have to believe, is Texas going to maybe be a short favorite or is Kansas going to be the short favorite in Austin? What do you think on that? I think... I think most of these games in, in conference and Big 12 uh, just comes down to who's the home team. Basically, that's what sets the the favorite or the dog. And I, I really don't think too much on the number. I think who wins the game probably covers the spread because you see a Texas TCU today. Uh, TCU, a slight favorite because it's at TCU. But it's not going to end one and a half by any means. This is just the adjustment made. I think Kansas is the better team on the road. Getting two and a half points is plenty fine here. Uh, the issue with, with Kansas all year has been they, they can't stop a big man. And Timmy Allen is one of the softer big men in the nation at 6'6". They do have Dylan DeSue, but I don't think Texas has the pieces to match up with Kansas. And uh, Kansas showed it last game, 88-80. So they did. They beat him the last time. And again, we don't know, as Corby is alluding to, we don't know the Texas TCU result on Wednesday night and how that affects things and how that might affect the line for Saturday. Another one you're going to be eager to watch. Pitt is in contention here. Again, we don't know midweek result, but Pitt in contention to maybe share the regular season title in the ACC. They are at Miami. Depending on midweek results, Miami still probably a short favorite in that one, just like what you just said about conference, huge game, evenly matched teams, probably Miami, maybe by one or two at the most. I uh, I, would, I have a hot take on, on Pitt, TJ. And okay, go ahead. So I, I would make this number probably six and a half. And, wow, that and big. AP polls will disagree, but I think all advanced metric systems would agree. Pitt's a top 25 team at this point, I believe. Um, and they're not. Like, I could name 25 teams off the top of my head better than Pitt. Uh, I, I think that all metrics will agree. And this Pitt team, if they get into the tournament, I hope that they get a, a seating that you can, that you can fade really quick. Because um, if I could take... Pitt not to win the national championship, I would put every dollar that I got on it. Uh, this or team to be, or to be beaten in the first round as a futures yeah. play. Who knows if you can get this? You think it really might be like six or maybe more for Miami at home? Miami. Well, look now, we saw the Canes cough up a 25 point lead to Florida State at home last Saturday and get beat on the three point shot. And I don't know how much that still has them rattled as we get ready for the end of the season in the ACC tournament. Just one more quick comment, please. Yeah, I think the one worry is going to be uh, what is this number going to be after the game with Notre Dame tonight? Uh, if they beat Notre Dame, then maybe not. I could see them losing outright to Notre Dame tonight as as a dog, but uh, or they're five point favorite. But right. uh, Miami, the issue and the reason I have this number so big is Miami plays insane amount of tempo. So though the game could be three and a half, it ends at six pretty easy just based off the fact that Miami is going to get two shots in the final minute. All loving, uh, loving all of this from Corby Craig. And again, we should mention Miami not playing midweek. They've had the full week to stew by the time they get to Saturday and play the game with Pitt. And we don't know the result 
uh, with Notre Dame. One more, Villanova rolling at the end of the year. A couple of huge wins over Xavier, over Creighton. Now they get a UConn team at home, and they're probably going to be at least a three- or four-point underdog, I would think, against UConn in this Big East uh, finale in the regular season before the tournament at the Garden. Uh, this is a primetime game on Fox. I don't. I, I mean, if Villanova's with the way that they play at the end of games, they made 17 free throws in a row in the second half and in the closing uh, few minutes of that win over Seton Hall. They're very sound at the end of games, especially if this is close. I might be interested in Villanova if they're getting like three or four points. Very interested in Villanova. Any quick thought on that to wrap it up? Yeah, I think they get more. Uh, UConn's been a team that the market's liked all year. So I, I think that they overprice UConn here. Villanova's run hot. And, and I think that a lot of advanced metrics and, and the people making these numbers are going to see this as Villanova's due to regress. I mean, they hit 18 straight free throws. They're first in the nation at free throw percentage. 83% TJ as a team, free throw percentage. Mm-hmm. And you see these things and you go, man, like they have to regress. But do they? Like if you look at their starting five, these are kids who I, I would let – Brandon Slater shoot a free throw for my life. I would trust Brandon Slater's free throw over me doing a layup, hundred percent. And so it's like these these aren't regression numbers. These are this is a team that's fundamental, and, and it took them some time to find their balance and find their their role. But they just beat Xavier, Creighton, Seton Hall in a row. They get a couple of days off, and they see a UConn team that probably played over their shoes all year. So I, I would think Villanova here pretty heavy. And again, uh, Seton Hall kept fouling them and fouling them in the final minute and a half, the final minute, and they made like eight in a row, ten in a row, and it helped them put the game away. Good foul shooting, like you mentioned. Kyle Neptune kind of maybe finding his coaching legs a little bit here late in the year. And I'm not saying Villanova is an at-large case. Their metrics are not good. The only thing I am saying is if they beat if they beat UConn, that's three wins that they will have had against Xavier. Uh, Creighton and UConn, who are all in the top 30 of the net ranking, they are a dangerous team, Villanova, for New York. I don't know that they can win the tournament, but look out for Villanova if they can get this with UConn Saturday. Look out for this guy. Love Corby Craig's insight. Uh, I'm going to let you plug away in a second. Let me remind you that he's got a couple of games of interest. Western Kentucky as an underdog at Texas El Paso. Oakland Grizzlies. In the uh, tournament, the Horizon Tournament with Northern Kentucky. And, oh, hold your nose. Cow Bears against Oregon getting a ton of points for that hairy dog to come home. Getting, what, 19, 27, 85 points, whatever they're getting. He's as many, as, all, as, he's many as I can them. get. As many as he can get against Oregon. I love those underdogs. Plug away on where they see you with me on BetUS TV, where they see you elsewhere, where they hear you elsewhere, social media, all of it. Please plug away. Yeah, if you want uh, to hear me talk and see my face in my cool Wright State jersey, uh, <laughs> Bet US Monday, Tuesday, Friday. We're there every day, 11 a.m. Eastern yep, uh, yep. Central, so it's kind of weird. But uh, if you want my nerdy numbers and hot takes, Twitter at KeepBettingCO, as I'm on there every single day. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. DMs are open. Uh, comment on that. I try to get back to everybody that I can. So. Uh, that's it. I, I, I like love, talking to TJ. I, I three love times a week, the so. insight and the betting advice. And again, he's not sick of me yet. Get back to me about the second <laughs> week in March and see if he's sick of me. Corby Craig, you did great. Fantastic stuff, my friend. I love it. Thank you. I look forward to talking with you again on the Bet US sh- uh, show. Good luck with the underdogs here on Three Dog Thursday, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate it.
There is Corby Craig. I am merely TJ Reeves. Another uh, edition in the books. A reminder again, I'll be part of two different conference championship game broadcasts on TuneIn. The Big South title game coming Sunday from Charlotte. This is UNC Asheville as the top seed. Radford is in the conference. Winthrop is in the conference. What's going to happen? Who's in the title game? Can Asheville push through after their great regular season? We'll find out. We'll have that Sunday afternoon on TuneIn and the College Basketball Coast to Coast Channel live digital national coverage of that and then tuesday night in the horizon league before we're back on three dog thursday we'll crown a horizon league champ out of cleveland state youngstown state northern kentucky like we're talking about somebody like that goes to the ncaa tournament tuesday so plenty to get to conference tournaments into the regular season great underdog stuff again as i was talking with corby i like a couple of these underdogs lipscomb lipscomb against kennesaw state thursday night also, give me Oregon State at home as an underdog on Three Dog Thursday with Stanford. For now, we're good. Follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being with me on Three Dog Thursday.